Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the channel or the podcast, wherever you are listening to this content today. And I hope you are having a wonderful, magical start to your week, wherever you are in the world. Today, I really want to share with you something that recently came to me. So I'm going to just tell you right off the bat what we're going to be talking about, because I don't need to bury the content deep in the video. If you want to go deeper, you want to really maximize your experience, I would encourage you to listen to the entire podcast or listen to the entire video. But the number one thing that we're going to be talking about today that you need to alter or change in order to attract your soulmates, have better relationships with friends, have better relationships with your family, is you need to raise your standards. And this is something that recently was taught to me. I kind of already knew, but I didn't really have words to put to it. And this actually comes from Isabel Palacios. I was able to purchase her course. This is not sponsored by her or anything like that. I've been a longtime follower of her content. She is such a beautiful goddess on planet Earth that I really believe came here to just really up-level and teach the collective and just be her beautiful Earth angel self. But um, right now, until the 1st of February, I believe, her course that I had wanted to purchase was 50% off. So if you're seeing this or listening to this, then you can still get it. I will actually link it down below for you. That's how much I believe this course has truly transformed a lot of the ways that I think and practice today. And literally within the week that I did this coursework, it was just like this beautiful refresher to a lot of the attitudes I already have, but it helped me really put words to what I was feeling and really stand up in this energy that I want to bring to myself first. So uh, we're going to basically be talking about how to raise your standard, What's that? what that's about, how I believe that uh, your actual like set point of what you'll accept kind of plays into that. And so if you really want to dive deeper into this, I would encourage you to grab a notebook and actually take notes on what I'm about to say, because I think there is so much intricacy and value in this, that this one thing, if you are able to transform it, which I believe everybody has the capacity this actually will transform your life because it will transform all the relationships that you have currently if you are able to step into this and take your time to do it. So the first thing that I want to point out in this is, again, something that Isabel Palacios taught me, and that is that love is our natural state of being. Now, I used to say that joy was my natural state. But I do believe that love and joy really go hand in hand and love and joy. This honestly to me is depicted so well on the emotional spiral, which I will find a beautiful image for you and I will put it up on the screen so you can see what I'm talking about. But this is basically our spiral of emotions. And the first time that I ever saw this, and if you're not watching the video, I will link the image down below uh, in the notes, the show notes for the podcast. But 
if this is the first time you're seeing this image, basically it is a spiral that shows us where our emotions fall on a frequency level and how at the very bottom, you know, we have things like fear, guilt, being our motivators and making us feel terrible about ourselves. And at the very top, you see things like love and unconditional love. And even in my own pick a cards on my YouTube channel, if you're somebody that watches a lot of those, I tell you when we set intention candles together, that you really want to bring your heart center energy with you because love is the highest vibrational frequency that we as humans can attune our energy to. And I just got goosebumps when I said this because I know that I'm speaking the truth. So when you can get into that beautiful divine loving state for yourself, that is where the transformation is going to really change. And Something else that I want to point out is I understand that not everybody feels like they can have love and compassion for themselves right now, because that's really where it starts is with you before it can go anywhere else. But I understand that not everybody feels love towards themselves in this very moment, but something that Gabrielle Bernstein teaches, who is another amazing teacher, an amazing thought leader, and somebody that I really admire their work, uh, she teaches a lot in her content about being able to choose again. And all you have to do is take a spiral this. and choose one emotion better. So you don't have to jump from fear and guilt immediately into unconditional love. You can choose any one of these emotions that is above where you currently are to start to raise your frequency and just continue to do that process. Give yourself the space and the grace to choose again. You can choose again at any given moment, no matter what you're feeling. And like, I want I to throw a note in here. And I always do this on my channel because I think it is so valuable and important is we do not subscribe to toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is going to get us nowhere. It doesn't actually help us transform from the root up and flourish into the beautiful pumpkins that I know we are, right? I was going to say flowers, but honestly, we're pumpkins on this channel and on this podcast. Pumpkins is our jam. We're Halloween people or Samhain people. Um, but basically what I'm getting at is you can't just go from this state of having a lot of a lack of self-trust, a lack of like high self-esteem or having high standards for yourself into like you can't go from not having that into immediately having that. Sometimes you have to get there with a process that you have either set up for yourself or you are getting the support from a therapist, which I will always condone therapy. I am somebody that is a big believer. I am a student of psychology myself right now. I am a big believer in if you have the tools and the access, which granted not everybody currently has that. Unfortunately, someday, hopefully everybody will have that access. That's the hope. But if you have the access to that tool, please do it. It is something that will allow you the validation, the space and grace to actually give these things to yourself. That is like people ask me all the time. I feel like I'm an empath or I'm highly sensitive. What can I do? I feel like I'm a baby moving around in this world that is too hard get a therapist. And don't be afraid if the first therapist doesn't work out. Having that source of validation is the most helpful thing that I have ever done with my life. And I can only teach you from my own experience. So 
I'm a big, big, big advocate of therapy, but love, getting back to what I was saying, love is your most natural state of being. When you are born into this world, you don't know what religious beliefs are. You don't have this, you know, this is how we act in front of people. This is how we treat each other. We don't have any of that. It is conditioned in, it is given to us from family members, from mentors, from religious leaders, um, anybody that we are cared for. A lot of times it's caretakers. Anybody that has cared for us, we are given these things from that point. So know that love truly, when you come into this world, that is your natural state of being. And I believe that it is our lifetime not to become anything, but to unbecome those things that we are not. And at your core, you are, and everybody has the capacity. It's not made for special people. Everybody has the capacity to be at any point in time, unconditional love and bliss. You just have to unbecome the things that are stopping you. So how do we kind of tie this into actually attracting the right relationships or the one or whatever that is for you that you're looking for better family relationships, better friendships, or an actual soulmate or romantic connection? How do we do this? And I apologize that I'm a little bit red right here. If you're watching the video, I had glasses on, but they had a really bad glare. And now I just have like a red strip across my nose instead where they were sitting. So that's fine. We're just going to embrace our natural beauty today. But the thing that I think people don't always think about is when we are trying to attract these relationships or a certain kind of love or romantic connection, we will always attract the love and the support that we think we deserve. And again, this also goes back to our original caretakers, the people that really shaped us into who we are today. If there was something that we weren't given or an emotional fulfillment that we didn't have or something that wasn't naturally given that, to be honest, should have been given to us, if there's something that hasn't been given, we're going to accept that it's never going to be given, that we're always going to have these chaotic relationships, never find someone that we really click with, or you know, we're always going to have a certain kind of relationship with everybody. Nobody's going to see us the way we want to be seen, support us the way we want to be supported or be accepted the way we want to be accepted. And it's because we think that we deserve that. Even if it's unconsciously, it's what we've always known. And when you start to open your mind that you could actually have something better, more or more fulfilling, and this is a powerful move at anything in your life, like any point in your life, anything in your life, this could apply to. If you think that you can't earn a certain amount of money in your life, if you think that you're always doomed to be unsuccessful or this mediocre person, know that somewhere in there, someone taught you that this is what you deserve. In my own family line, I always like to give examples when I talk about this stuff, because I want you to always know that I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like I have experience with this stuff. And I've studied it religiously. Um, but in my own life, I've heard words from a caretaker actually say that their children would never amount to anything that because they didn't have cars or status or houses or certain items that made them more status and socially acceptable, that they would never and I am one of those children, they would never amount to anything. And I grew up with that mentality that I was destined for mediocrity that I was never allowed 
to go beyond a certain point because this was my life, that this spell was spoken by a caretaker that I trusted and believed in. And I'm not telling you this because I have a victim mentality about it or I'm upset about it now. There was a time period where I had to be the victim and allow myself to feel through that. And now I have grown beyond it. And I have accomplished things in my life that I was always told I would never accomplish. So you have to be able to kind of reset the thermostat. There is this like set point that we are given that feels comfortable because it's what we've been given. And you have the power to look at your own inner compass, your own inner thermostat and say, no, actually, I don't like sitting at 65 degrees unless you do. Um, I don't like sitting at, let's, let's make it even lower. I don't like sitting at 40 degrees. I want to put myself at... 72 degrees and you have the power to change that set point for your own thermostat. So, but we will always accept what we think we deserve until we allow ourselves to raise our own standards. And when we talk about actually raising our standards, this I'm going to give a very tangible example of as well, or like a very personal example as well. But this is like, if you take nothing else away from this video or this podcast, this is the thing I want you to hear the most, because this is something that I feel like society in general repeats constantly, and they actually have it incorrect. There are two things in this life that society to me repeats that they get incorrect. And one of them is the really important one that I'm going to share. The other one's important too. So I'm also going to share it because it applies to relationships. We'll say that one first. When people say blood is thicker than water, this is such a side story. That is actually incorrect. The full quote is blood is thicker than the water of the womb. And what that means, or it's actually the bloodshed between men on the battlefield is thicker than the water of the womb. And what that means is friends or men or whoever have been through some shit together that is a stronger bond than the water of the womb or the family ties that we come from. So remember that next time somebody tells you that blood is thicker than water, know that you have the opportunity to choose your family at any moment. It doesn't matter. Blood ties literally mean nothing. And that's something that I had to really drill into my head as I grew up, that I was always conditioned that blood ties were everything and you had to self-sacrifice constantly to please your family. And as an adult, that's probably one of the biggest life lessons that I have pulled out is actually, I can be exactly who I want to be. I can be as authentic as I want to be. And the family members, the blood ties that I have that support, love and accept that, we have great relationships and the ones that don't, we just don't spend as much time together and that's okay. Um, and the second thing, the one that I really wanted to get to is that society will often tell us that you have to do unto others as you would want done unto you. And yes, I would agree that this is a really important step. You know, always treat others the way that you want to be treated. If you want to be supported, go out of your way to support people. If you want to... Um, have a certain kind of love, give others that love that you want back. However, this is this to me, this like blew my mind. And I don't know if doing the goddess reset program that I don't know if Isabel actually said this in her program. But I swear this is not sponsored or anything. I just it's really been transformative for me. Um, I don't know if she said something like this, but while I was kind of journaling and doing the program, this came out. It was like this beautiful divine download that I got. 
And so, yes, we do want to do unto others as they, as we want done unto us, but you have to do unto yourself what you want done to you. That is how you raise the standard. Yes, of course. Of course you want to be loving and kind and gentle and supportive to others. That's a given. That's easy. But if you have this belief of self that you're not allowed to have or be or do, or maybe you have really negative self-talk and every day you wake up and you look in the mirror and you say, oh my God, I'm such a piece of shit. Or I look a certain way or I'm, I'm fat and how could anybody ever look at me? Or I'm, um, I'm ugly or I'm, I'm stupid. Why would anybody want to talk to me? You know, these are thoughts that I've had about myself in the past and they're very limiting and you actually do have the power to shut them down because often they're not even your own thoughts. They are thoughts that somebody else has already said to you and made you think that way about yourself. The funny thing about the ego is that number one, yes, we need our ego. Anybody that tells you that we don't need our ego, they don't know what they're talking about. You need your ego. It helps keep us safe. But your ego, because it has been with you your whole life and it will continue to be with you, your ego also sounds a lot like you. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate the voices of who's really speaking. Is it you and who you want to be in your authenticity? Or is it this story that somebody else gave you? You have to start doing unto yourself as you want done unto you. And the way I can make this really personal for you is recently, I don't want to like, I'm going to kind of keep some of it a little bit anonymous because it was so deeply personal. But recently somebody brought it to my attention that somebody else that I had been making like really like a really beautiful relationship with, I had really started talking a lot more to and I really thought I was getting somewhere. I was like, wow, I'm being my authentic self. I'm being accepted. I'm accepting them. This feels like such a great connection. And another person that heard a conversation that nobody ever thought was going to get back to me basically heard them and another person saying really negative things about me behind my back. And this was not a friendship thing. Like all my friends are freaking angels and I love them. But it hit me so hard because I thought I was doing all this deep, beautiful work with this person that I was really building this powerful relationship And to just have that trust kind of wiped out in one swoop motion of, oh, maybe I've got it all wrong. And I took like several days to cry about this, to feel into it. This was like, it's very complicated. And I know I'm giving you like the very simplified version. It was, it's a lot more intricate and complicated with all of the like growth that I thought I had been seeing and doing. But then I realized something. I had like this great epiphany where I was like, Chloe, are you, are you being that person for yourself? Are you being that person for other people? Are you being nice to people's faces and then saying things about them behind their back that maybe there aren't things I wouldn't say to their face. I don't think I'm that maniacal or that diabolical, but it's things that I shouldn't be saying. And I think everybody, I don't think there's 
honestly a single person that hasn't I don't at think one think there's time. any person that at one time or another hasn't said negative things about someone else, hasn't gossiped about what they're doing, hasn't spread gossip about other people in their life. I know that I'm not alone in this. And that's because it kind of goes back to our primal instinct, right? Of we need tribe to survive because back in our animalistic days of primal human, which we still have that part of our brain mechanism that functions, even though we have evolved past it, that tells us we have to have tribe or we will literally die. We will literally die if we are alone because we don't have the resources to get food on our own or whatever it is that we used to do as tribes back in the day. But the thing is, we won't die if we're by ourselves. And I know it can be hard to go against the group when you have a few friends that are gossiping about someone. It's so easy to say, oh yeah, I agree with that, that they shouldn't be that way, or it shouldn't be like this, or they did do this thing. And that's kind of weird. It's very easy to want that acceptance from your tribe. So you just partake in it. These silly conversations that don't get anywhere. And all they do is make you feel good or other people feel good that their life isn't going in that direction. It gives them this sense. And I think we're all guilty of this, or we have been at one time or another, where it's almost like the socially acceptable thing to do to just spread the gossip or to gossip and initiate and go into it because we think it gives us some level of acceptance from the people that we're around. And I realized in my own life, though I don't think, like I said, I was doing or saying things that were so terrible, there were definitely parts and pieces of my life where I could not gossip. I could choose to not engage. I could choose to put that aside and just be supportive and loving to myself and to my peers and to my family members and to raise my standard, to raise my standard of I'm not going to participate in gossip anymore. And I feel like that's a really big claim because it's so easy to gossip. It's like almost like fun in society. We make it this fun thing, right? That everybody kind of has a good maniacal laugh about it or whatever. Or we all feel kind of pumped up in our ego that we're not that way. But it's so easy to, to participate and it is kind of hard to step back and say, you know, I don't feel that way. Why don't we talk about this thing or to just change the subject or end the conversation? And that's something that recently I have put into my life. I'm no longer going to turn to even my spouse and say, so-and-so was doing this and that's weird. There's no reason. I think there's a difference between being concerned about someone and maybe wanting a little bit of advice on how to handle that versus just talking shit about them behind their back for no reason, just other than it makes you feel socially accepted. And I hope what I'm saying is coming across correct. I feel like I've kind of been all over the place with this topic. But basically, the, the big takeaway for me was, you know what, these people were gossiping about me. And one of the people I really expected it from, and I didn't really care, but the other person, it really hurt. And I just thought to myself, you know what, are there areas in my life where I do that, where there are people that I really deeply love and care about? And if they knew I was saying these things, wouldn't that hurt them? Yeah. So I actually feel like it was a huge learning lesson because something else to remind yourself is that we are everyone pushed out. 
we are consciousness expressing itself. And when you have that mentality that, that somebody else that maybe even you don't like is actually a piece of you, it's a piece of you. And how could you better treat that piece of you so that you could kind of almost nurture and care for it? And I know that that can be difficult, especially when we deal with like narcissists or energy vampires or people that really are not willing to meet us at our standard that want us to lower for them. It can be difficult to kind of navigate those waters. But the big takeaway for me was that, yeah, I didn't like being gossiped about that hurt my feelings a lot. And some really mean things were being said with people that I trusted and So I have chosen in turn to raise my own standard to no longer participate in gossip with these people, with other people, with anyone in my life, because the relationships that I have, I take a lot of care and consideration for, and my friendship circles are small and I like them small on purpose. I like it that way. My energy is not for everyone. Number one, my energy is sacred and it only gets better with age. And I only want to share that energy with people that are as intentional with their energy as I am. You feel me? So that was kind of just like a lesson on standards that I feel like was like, oh, I need to change something. This isn't just me confronting those people and being upset. It's me that needs to actually raise the standard and not allow this sort of thing even in my life, period. So I hope that kind of gave you like a roundabout example in terms of attracting people that you want into your life. If you don't want people to gossip about you, don't gossip. If you don't want people or if you want a certain kind of significant other, you have to live in that standard yourself. If you want to, I used to hear this back in the day, which I think is kind of a silly concept, but I'll give it to you anyways. If you want to marry or date a 10 I think the 10 is kind of silly. Why do we even give our, we're not numbers. We are more than numbers, but just bear with me for a moment. If you want to marry or be or date a 10, you yourself have to raise your standards to become a 10 because do you think 10s hang out with fives? No. So it's okay to raise your standard. It's okay. And if you can't get to that new level of standard right away, what can you commit to? What can you do today that would change it? For me, uh, I actually took that standard of like, oh, I talk about people. And even if it's not like so horrible, these are things that I wouldn't want getting back to that person. So I just shouldn't say it. And for me, I feel like that was kind of an easy thing to change because I am very, I don't want to say outspoken because I think that can be considered a negative, but I'm not afraid to take up space to say what I need to say. And I'm not afraid to, I know what energy I bring to the table and I'm not afraid to eat by myself. Basically I used to be not anymore. I'm not afraid to eat alone. And because of that, I know some people aren't there yet on their journey. They are afraid to eat alone. There is a lot of that. I'm not valuable enough energy that can come up. So do something small that can raise your standard to who you want to be with the relationships you want to have. For me, because I already exude that energy, I just told myself I'm no longer going to engage. I'm not going to sit and gossip with other people. I will change the subject or I will outright ask that we not participate in this because I don't want it. I don't want it 
coming into my life from others and I don't want to participate in it either. So, um, the last thing I really wanted to note on this kind of with attraction is when you raise your standards, there also tends to be this, like, I have to tell everyone about it now. So they know what to expect. And you actually don't have to do that. <laughs> it's okay for you. And Isabel also talked about this. And this was an important thing for me to hear specifically that you don't need to raise your standards and then tell everyone about to set standards for yourself and say nothing to anyone. Your standards can just be for yourself. And that is 1010% acceptable. So that is what I have for you today in this episode. I encourage you if you watch the video or listen to the podcast, go and check out the other. They're coming out on the same day. Uh, the podcast does get access first. That's usually how I do it is a lot of times the podcast will get it days in advance, but uh, today they're coming out on the same day. So if you want to listen to the podcast, there's also a ton. If you're watching the video, there is a ton of podcast exclusives that only came out at like in the month of December and November that I don't think I released any of that content to my YouTube channel. So there's like a ton of content over there right now that you maybe have missed out on. Uh, the podcast is available everywhere that you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. So definitely check it out. And uh, please do not forget my beautiful friends, my beautiful pumpkins, my little pumpkin patch. Um, please do not forget that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I love you so much and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Bye.